Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. As we continue to look in Hebrews, we're in Hebrews chapter 7 and I was reminded of a story, and a story perhaps you've heard before. It's uh, not a new story, but it just kind of caught my attention <clears throat> this this past week. And it's a story of somebody that was older and just lonely. And so they went to the pet store and they bought a parrot, and they wanted a parrot to keep them company. And so they bought this parrot. And the parrot wouldn't talk. And so they went back to the pet store and said, you know, the parrot you sold me will not talk. So what should I do? And the pet store owner said, well, get a ladder. Maybe, you know, activity is going to promote something within this parrot where it, uh, where the parrot just comes out of its shell and starts to speak. And so the owner went and bought a ladder for the parrot and the parrot went up and down the ladder, up and down the ladder and, you know, would sit on top of the ladder, but still would not talk. So this person that was lonely and said, I bought this parrot for company. And though it's company, uh, I heard we could converse. We could have a conversation, but there's no conversation. And so the pet store owner said, uh, buy it a mirror. Maybe it wants to uh, look at itself and see its accomplishment going up and down the ladder, sitting on top of the ladder, feeling like it arrived. Maybe it just wants to uh, see itself in a, mar- a mirror. So the the person bought a mirror and, and the parrot looked in the mirror and gazed at itself and was very pleased that it climbed to the top of the ladder. But the parrot um, would not talk. So this person went back to the pet store and said, you know what? It loves climbing the ladder. It looks at itself in the mirror, so proud of its accomplishment. But man, what is going on? It still won't talk to me. And then the pet store owner said, uh, buy it a swing, buy it a swing. And so they said, okay, we'll buy it a swing. And so the parrot would climb up the ladder, look itself in the mirror, and then climb back down, and then climb back up, look at itself, and then just swing and swing and swing. But then the parrot died. The parrot was found in the bottom of its cage, dead. And the the owner went back to the pet store and said, Hey, my parrot talked to me, but but it died. Like my my parrot, it would climb up and down the ladder, it didn't talk to me. It would look at itself at at the top of the ladder in the mirror and gaze with so so much pride and then you know after it would swing and it wouldn't talk but the pair just before it died it to spoke to me and the pet store owner said what did it say and the owner said don't they sell any food at that pet store don't they sell any food at that pet store da dump 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 all right, so if there's drums, I know there'd be a ending to that. So let me tell you a different story. I believe it was Tony Evans that was preaching a sermon, and he talked about a pacifier. And he talked about this pacifier, how it's a substitute for the real thing. It's a substitute for the nutrients that a baby, an infant needs. It's a substitute to calm, to ease what's taking place in this child, but it is only a substitute there is no food, no nutrients 
So maybe you can relate to the parrot, the parrot that uh, climbed the ladder, that climbed that proverbial ladder and worked so hard to be successful, that gazed at itself at, in the mirror because it was successful and then retired and swung and swung and swung, but never received nourishment. Maybe you are thinking of the word of God as, you know what, I don't need to eat from the truth of scripture. I'm going to pacify myself with things that do not give the depth. And it's a pacifier. It's a substitute. And you're really receiving no food, no nutrients of what God intends us to have. Funny little stories, but hopefully I have your attention slightly. I know for myself, it was good to be reminded that as you climb the ladder, as you preen and look in the mirror and you are so proud and happy of where God's brought you, of what God has done, and that you we sit back and we swing when God has us on mission, that we would eat and be fed so that we would have the energy and the strength to give both physically but also spiritually to those that simply need him. And as early on in Hebrews, we understood that we don't just read the ABCs, the elementary teachings, but we want God to take us further. And once more, the ABCs, it would be instead of this verse behind me, instead of reading the words to make a sentence, it would be saying T-H-E space F-O-R M-E-R space. As Christians, the ABCs, the love of Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, the hope is of heaven is the most fundamental and basic. And Jesus is saying there is more than that simple truth. And instead of growing, you have settled for just simply the pacifier. You've settled for climbing that ladder and looking at yourself and swinging along instead of pursuing life, life for others. Instead of the ABCs, we want God to give us meat, not just milk. The former regulation is set aside because it was weak and useless. In a um, translation, it said the former is or was weak and useless. The Greek says it is ill. Weak means ill. It is sickly. If something that is sickly does not get better, it does not get better. The former is, it was weak, it was ill, it was useless. And so we look at uh, this next verse in Hebrews 7, 18 and 19. The former way of doing things, a system of commandments that never worked out the way it was supposed to, was set aside. This is from the message. The law brought nothing to maturity. Another way, Jesus, a way that does work, that brings us right into the presence of God, is put in its place. This is what we are aspiring to. This is what we give up the pacifier for, because the law brought nothing to maturity. Only Jesus works. Only Jesus does. And we must live him and put him into practice. That phrase, the law brought nothing to maturity. It just makes me think that if you are not fed, if you are not growing spiritually, then you are going to not become mature. You will remain immature. 
for the law made nothing perfect. A better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. A better hope. This hope, it's better, superior, great. It's an expectation. We want a better hope. We want a new thing to happen. But sometimes we just return to what we've always known, that default as I read or shared before, um, Winning the War of the Mind by Craig Rochelle, it talks about how we have created patterns in our way of thinking, patterns that when you were young and uh, when you were upset or when you were mad, that if you were pacified by food, then there's a likelihood that now when stress comes or when discouragement comes or when celebration comes, you pacify or celebrate with food. Or maybe it's the opposite, whether something came and happened to you that you just had to work out, you just had to run. I just uh, read um, of this woman who, whenever she ate, she would have to go run seven miles. If she had dessert, she would go and run seven miles. If she would uh, experience something positive, she would just go and run seven miles because that was how she dealt with things. But we have a better, a superior, a greater expectation, and that is Jesus. It does not base it on works. It's not based on how we perform, but it's simply based on the grace that God has given to us, the grace that we have as Christians by which we draw near to God. This drawing near to God is the hope that we have, that it's not about our performance. It's not about our climbing the ladder. It's not about how good we look in the mirror. It's not about our retirement, our bank account, our house, our cars our vehicles, whatever it is. It's only about Jesus. We draw near to him because he is the better way. This is from my uh, Greek-Hebrew study Bible. The uh, numbers that I looked up in the Greek was 1581, and it said, come near or draw near to God. We can get close to Jesus. We can get close to him. We can feel his embrace. We can feel his heartbeat. We can have his hand lift our head and wipe away our tears. We can come near and draw near to God. That is the better things that he has promised. The law was only uh, preparatory. It could not fulfill its demands nor provide atonement necessary for those who violated it. This is from the Zundervan Study Bible. The Zundervan Study Bible talks about how... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm hitting all the wrong buttons this morning. <laughs> but it talks about how it's not necessary, uh, could not, it's weak, it's useless. And that's why morality cannot be legislated. It's not something that people can force you to do. It's not where Christians say, if everybody was a Christian, professed the name of Jesus, we'd be in a better place. If everybody just did these right things, because it's a matter of the heart of the soul where God has to change us. We allow God to change us. We don't rule by uh, a dictator. We don't rule by law, but Jesus came to fulfill the law. What's interesting, we find in Hebrews 7, 20 through 21, and it was not without an oath. Others became priests without an oath, but he became a priest with an oath when God said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. And this is so good because not only God's word, but God's oath stands behind Jesus' appointment, according to the Wesley Study Bible. For Perhaps you recall last week when we talked about uh, Melchizedek. He did not come from great genealogy or lineage. It was not royalty. And Greg, you still have to re-describe, um, define, explain how 
you could be a married to a queen but still a prince uh, lisa krasinski added that as well as it's still mesmerizing to me to think about you have this royal blood you married the right family but you still do not have the title of king and oh maybe that is what comes into play now that it was not based as a priest were before being a part of uh, the tribe of Aaron or Levitical law that you became a priest. But this time, an oath from God above, the creator of heaven and earth, made an oath, a covenant to say this Melchizedek, this Jesus, who Jesus is the fulfillment. This is who I want as, as my priest, the high priest. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. This is Psalm 110 forever. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. Earlier in Hebrews, it says God does not. God cannot lie. He cannot go against himself. He will not defile what he has said. Well, the promises he has made, he will do that. And he has said the Lord is the high priest forever. Why do we care? What does that matter that he is the high priest? Well, the high priest means that we go to him and we confess our sins and we talk about the things that give us anxiety and burden us, the things that we celebrate that we don't want to share with others because it feels like we're being too arrogant or uh, we just want someone to talk to. We don't have to go to people. Sometimes it is good to go to people as we understand that's part of the process of healing and discerning and self-awareness. But we don't have to go to people for the forgiveness of our sins. We have Jesus as the priest, as the high priest. Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantor of a better covenant. Jesus is the one, the surety, it says, the guarantee, one that really works in the message. We go to Jesus because he is the guarantee. We are sure that he will work. It is not based on human mind, but it is based on who Jesus is. So if you want to come to me as your priest and receive a blessing, I will share what scripture says. If you want to come to me and confess your sins, together we can present those before God Almighty, Jesus, the high priest. But you do not have to come to a person. You can go directly to Jesus and say, God, I don't know how to pray, but I need to tell you this stuff because I know that you cannot lie and I know that you have made promises for me. So Jesus, here I am, a sinner. Make me clean, make me new. Let me know that I am loved and that I have a future because I have chosen to follow you. This is the desire that we have. Now, there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from counting in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent, priesthood. Jesus is the permanent priesthood. Jesus lives forever. Jesus lives forever. He has always been. He will always live forever. So the earthly priest, the strictly human priest, Jesus was completely man, yes, but he was also completely God. It's a discussion that you should have over coffee or a campfire with other believers that pray and open God's word. And we get together, whether in a life group or a small group or as friends, chatting and chopping things up. We talk about this Jesus who lives forever that gives us 
life because he is the priest and we can understand he is eternal without beginning without end this is jesus that we love that we go after Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. He is able to save completely. You might think, man, I want God to forgive me. I want God to rescue me. I need Jesus to make me new, but I just have this dark corner of my life. I have this hidden passenger. If you catch that reference, you have this part of yourself that you have found it so difficult to give to God, whether it's an addiction or whether it's a thought pattern, whether it's something that is unwholesome or immoral, and we hide it, we tuck it away. Jesus is saying, no, open to me every closet of your house, every floorboard. Let's lift up. Let's get under and clean and make new because I'm able to save completely. Well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, but you can surrender to Jesus. Yeah, but this is how I was created. I'm set in my ways. Yes, but Jesus has promised to renew your mind and make you a new creation, that you are a living sacrifice, that Jesus can take out what should not be there and restore how he created you to be, and you can become because we believe who Jesus is. We have a Savior that saves completely, and he always lives to intercede for them. Jesus intercedes on our behalf, and we can intercede for others. We can stand in the gap. We can kneel in the gap. We can pray and lift hands and say, God, we need you. We don't just want to climb that ladder to receive what we want. We don't just climb that ladder to see ourselves. We don't just climb that ladder so we can just swing and swing in retirement, but we live Jesus, so we can love others and we can intercede on their behalf. There's a statement that says, know him and make him known. Know Jesus and make him known. He saves us completely so we can intercede for others, so we can know him and we can make him known. As we just uh, look at Hebrews 7, 26 through 27, such a high priest truly meets our need. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. And what a great hope this is for us. That this Jesus, he is all we need. We like people. We like flesh and blood. We like to share with others that can help us. And at worst, we like to share with others so we can vent. At best, we like to share with others because we know that as we share, we can bear one another's burdens and find fulfillment in who Jesus is. But we don't need others. We need Jesus. We don't need others to forgive us of our sins. All we need is Jesus. We do need others to walk alongside us and to help us. One quick phrase where it says Jesus set apart from sinners. Yes, Jesus met with sinners. He loved sinners, but Jesus was not a sinner. He set himself apart. So when he walked and talked and ate and gathered with sinners, they knew that he loved them, but he had something better for them. 
when it talks about being made perfect is to complete, finish, reach a goal. And so that's the desire that we would be blameless as Jesus is blameless. The only way you could be blameless is to be hidden in who Jesus is. He has been made perfect forever. Jesus has been made perfect forever as we look in Hebrews 7, 28. For the law appoints as high priest men in all their weakness, but the oath that God gave to Jesus in the order of Melchizedek, as you look early in the scripture, which came after the law because Jesus came to fulfill the law, appointed the son who has been made perfect forever. Jesus has been made perfect that we might have life and know him forever. So Christian, that is our hope that we would know Jesus and that we would make him known. As we just um, conclude, we just say thank you for being a part of Living Hope Wesleyan Church. We say thank you for making time to turn on YouTube or watch on Facebook or Twitter or to listen to the podcast after. If you would like to copy and paste and share it with others, we think it'd be great because hopefully we are a church, a congregation that's speaking words of life and truth, of freedom, of joy, because Jesus lives forever. And Jesus is not one that condemns, but Jesus said, for the sick, doctors are for. And for those that are struggling, I, Jesus, am for. So as Christians, we must be like Jesus and reach out to others as he has done. Jesus, we thank you that you love us, and we thank you that you are for us. We thank you that we don't have to go to humans for the forgiveness of sins. We don't have to go to human beings to make sacrifices, but we can go to you who gave your life for us, who intercedes for us to your Father, that we might love you, be saved completely, and also join you in interceding for others. We thank you, Father. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content.